0: So Camp Chaos is like eating a ghost pepper with the aftertaste of a papaya. So it's like when you bite, it's like ah and then the papaya aftertaste is like ah.
1: That sounds bomb. I'm envisioning that now. It sounds good as fuck.
2: Sounds so descriptive.
3: (laughs) Welcome to Chaos Radio. This is the story of 80 artists from around the world experimenting in
4: collective creation. Over the next eight weeks, we'll be pushing the limits of music, Web3, by creating 21,000 unique art pieces under the shared artist name, Chaos. Join us as we witness this artist grow, fall, rise, and we hope,
3: ultimately, thrive. We're calling our community of makers Camp Chaos. And here at Camp, we believe the most exciting part of this project is the making of it. So come join us backstage with SongCamp, a little family of music and love in
4: Web3. Climb down into the pit orchestra while we rehearse for our final performance, making art as Chaos. Will we be able to let go of our egos enough to truly own this work collectively? Can we survive off the promise of a future NFT drop? Will we harness the power of chaos or be consumed by chaos? I'm Yara. And I'm Losa. Let's Let's find find out out
3: together. Welcome back, Camp Chaos listeners. If you've been following along with the journey so far, then you know we've been hard at work building the headless band known as Chaos. But if this is your first time here, I'd recommend you scoot back to the beginning and listen to episode one, two, and three of Chaos Radio to catch up on where the experiment is at so far. But today in episode 4, we're covering some of the most important happenings of Act 3, the last two-week chunk of camp before
4: we transition into release planning mode. And we'll be starting off this episode by touching on the importance of lore and how Eris, the goddess of discord and chaos, has become a key character in the immersive digital theater that we're creating here together. Then we'll dive into the two
3: teams that we haven't really touched on that much yet, the dev team and the visual team. And of course,
4: you know, we got to give you a little sneak peek of music along the way. And after that, we will revisit the importance of value flow, how we're all getting paid that cash money, honey. We'll end this episode with a little teaser on the transition into Act 4, Rebirth.
3: As a reminder, we're dividing the eight-week camp up into four acts, Act 1, Order. Act 2, Disorder. Act 3, Entropy, where Eris introduces complete chaos. And then there's Act 4, Rebirth, which we'll talk more about in the next episode, focused on the release planning leading up to the Big Mint Day on June 3rd, 2022. But for now, let's first focus on what went down in Act 3.
4: Remember in Act 2 when Eris showed up and shuffled the music teams in a chaotic manner? Well, guess what? Eris showed up again in a kickoff call for Act 3, Entropy.
2: Guys, <laughs> guys, something's happening. Some sort of energy's happening right now. I don't know what's happening. Somebody's <laughs> taking over my screen. I think Eris ah, wants to oh, talk to us. Eris! Oh, snap! <laughs>
0: um,
2: Eris is here.
0: ¿Cómo estás,
2: Eris is sharing something.
4: To be offered worldly riches and opt for wisdom and confidence, I believe you all may be truly capable of harnessing the extent of my creative power. So now I plunge you into full chaos. Become one entity. And bite from the red apple, for together you have earned an opportunity to receive true fortune.
2: Like three, can y'all lose it for What? Insane. Insane.
4: The music teams were originally separated into houses of twelve musicians each, and these teams and houses were dissolved and completely destroyed by Eris. We went from being three separate large groups to being one single enormous group of music makers.
2: Act three is here. Entropy is here. Chaos is spoken. There are no more houses. We are now a network. I feel like we all need to just make a bunch of noise for some reason right now. I just feel like we all need
5: to just like... We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We're all separate. Big
2: hair. Yeah. Peace
1: yeah.
5: love, y'all. Love you all. We, we
2: love.
1: man, too. We love yeah. you.
2: S-Gen. Yeah. Big tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get an AMA with Eris next week?
5: I'm yeah. yeah. Making it pay out, pay out. It's by the It's by the chaos. I'll scream I'll pay out. Still making it pay out, pay out. Metal up the
1: show. Metal the And the turning point came from finishing making the act three teams, right?
3: That's Armad, also known as Gradient, who's on the operations team.
1: That was like one big, for lack of a better word, HR push within camp. And now it's like, okay, we've done that. The sort of core mechanics are done. What do we need to now do to make this camp successful? So a lot of conversation now started shifting of, okay, how is the rest of the project doing? What are we going to do to bring this over to the finish line?
3: That's right, the big lift of music making is almost at an end here with Act 3 being the last two weeks of musicians making songs. And there's a whole nother side of camp, there's the visual team and the dev team too. Such extremely important groups that you're about to get to know better.
4: Because the band Headless Chaos isn't doing just the usual NFT PFP profile picture thing. This isn't just a simple mint on OpenSea plus a landing page no, no, there's a lot more to the design and experience of this project. A team of nine visual artists and a team of six developers are hard at work cooking up something super special and saucy, which you'll learn more about next.
3: Let's start with some walkthrough with the dev team. Our very own Young Spielberg from Chaos Radio interviewed a couple of dev team members here, starting with Nish, also known as Losing My Ego, who's leading front end of web development.
5: So my question is, Do you is there some parallel between the bands and like the dev, like is the dev team a band? Is there a tambourine? Mm. Is there a melody? Is there a singer? You know? Yeah. Dude, yes. I think back end is the drummer; they're the spine, like that. That's for sure. I love that.
3: <laughs> yeah, like that's a fact. What exactly is the front end and the back end of a website?
5: So, front end of the website, it's the way that the site looks. It's going to be what you're clicking on to interact with the site, your entire experience, and the back end is. Well, how is this organized? How does the data flow between like the code to actually make these actions happen? You know, there's a lot more to it because for our site, right, we're connecting on chain, so the back end is also including connecting to the uh, the OX splits contract, connecting to the actual chaos contract. Um, when we do liquid splits, that's going to be a whole thing as well. So Solidity and things like that come into play.
3: For anyone who's not familiar, Solidity is a programming language for smart contracts.
5: I mean, end is the singer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'd rather be like a bassist, like chilling. Like, you can see me, but like, I don't really want to like talk to yeah. you too much. <laughs> I kind of like feel like I view Isaac as like a conductor.
3: Isaac Pacta, who we'll hear from a little bit later.
5: Everything is kind of built around him setting up the like, contracts and in the way that, you know, that he has. Like it's, he's the architect. Yeah, he's conductor. We will all see this, but like, what did you build? Like I know like there's, I know there's like a player. I know like, but like walk me through and then maybe the process of What did you think you were going to build in the beginning? And then as the requirements kind of got chopped up, what did you end up with? I thought in the beginning that we were going to be building a site that was like an about page, a page that just had, you know, all the songs listed and like a mint, a mint page, like super basic, you know. And I think like that idea lasted like, 30 seconds because the, the second the camp started and you kind of realized what's going on and I think everybody just felt a similar way like, and thought this needs to be something that's more of an experience like this isn't going to just be a flat minting site. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's do this and you guys want a music player? Okay, we're going to make this work. We're going to figure it out. You want some crazy unpacking animation slide up that I'm not trying to give away too much. Like, you guys want that? Okay, cool. We're doing that. Like, you want, oh my God, the Liquid Splits page, which nobody's going to see on launch. You're only going to be able to see it afterwards, which I'm really excited about. But actually, I'm realizing now, yeah, like, there's something crazy happening in almost, like, every page of this site, which was not the original, not the original plan. So it's just, like...
4: The evolution of the scope of this project is a pretty common theme throughout the different teams in camp. And I mean, with an exciting project like this that is at the edges and just biting at the edges, people get ideas and then we act on these ideas to make it even bigger and beautiful. And that's part of it, right? This is a songwriting slash web3 hackathon. So what is that second half? What is a web3 hackathon?
3: Let's hear from that conductor that Nish mentioned, leading the smart contracts and the development team. Here's Isaac. Uh,
6: Generally, it's a lot of developers coming together to try to build something new and cool using some new tools um, in a short period of time.
3: Let's get back to Young and Isaac and explain a little bit more about what's being built
5: here. So maybe kind of walk us through uh, in a little more detail exactly what you've been putting together and how that is going to interact with all the music that was made.
6: Sure. Um, so uh, the, my main responsibility was writing all the smart contracts for the NFTs um, and the NFT sale and like the pack opening dynamic. The thing that people are minting first are 5,000 packs and each pack can be opened to reveal four random songs. Each song is going to have unique album artwork. So you'll have four of those songs in your pack when you open it, and all 20,000 songs are going to have unique artwork.
3: That's 20,000 total because there are 5,000 packs of four songs each, and 5,000 times four equals 20,000 unique music NFTs.
6: So uh, the thing that I was working on primarily, um, the hardest part was the kind of random number generation distribution of of when you open a pack, you actually get four random songs
4: part of the chaos is that you don't know which four songs you will get until you hit open and mint the packs. And that includes the chaos team. We actually don't even know which songs you're going to hold, which is pretty awesome.
6: Um, there's other components around um, like layering all the images together. So building like the DNA of the album artwork and distributing that according to the rarities um, and then layering all those images together using scripts. Um, but really the, the key innovation here, I think, is uh, when we're talking about that pack opening dynamic.
3: It's super exciting to see, and it's super innovative how, not just from an NFT creation standpoint, but from a user experience too. It's uh, hard to actually explain without seeing it, but basically there's going to be this entire experience built around the opening and the collecting of these packs on the Chaos website itself. And it's going to include a music player that Nish mentioned before, and then some really awesome things regarding being able to see your own collection that you own.
5: Essentially a Chaos inventory. So you are going to be able to keep track of all your Pokemon card chaos packs. And as you unwrap them, um, we're going to give you a library and kind of organize this for you. And, you know, you're going to be able to see what you're missing because I think everybody needs to have full sets. That's the idea. I think, you know, the focus was to build an experience rather than just a minting site. Like I don't think we really ever, and that's just reflective of just the whole camp in general where I don't think there's anything traditional, Happening here, and so the user experience couldn't be traditional either.
3: But of course, the user experience doesn't really mean a whole lot unless you have some really amazing visuals to go along with it. So, on our next segment, we're going to be jumping into the amazing design team, the visual elements that are driving this user experience and accompanying the music created here at camp.
1: me and my nemesis assistant winter, slow kissing or is it biting Can't remember. Three wishes, genie blues, halfway to Denver. Sky looked dark and you wanted it wetter. No umbrella, just Ella, no agenda,
6: make it fresh. Okay, so you saw from the presentation that we have an absolutely fucking enormous project ahead of us.
4: That's right, that's Peace Node, my dear friend, talking to his team of designers. Peace is the fabulous steward for the design
6: team. Three visual artists across the three acts in which music was going to be made. And they each made 12 panels, um, one for each song. And we, as a team of nine visual artists, then came up with different ways to treat these images Different ways to format them. We use like analog analogies, like making a J card for a cassette or a vinyl album cover. And along with that, we worked with Isaac on the build team in putting together this generative collection to make 21,000 unique album covers.
0: Peace Node
3: actually hit me up that's Jamie Cornelia a designer helping to create those 21,000 visuals
0: I was like yo these are hard and I was like bet uh, I appreciate you and he was like uh you did these these parts of the edits too and I was like yeah I, I edit everything myself and then uh he was like yeah you should uh I want you to, I want to bring you in on on the visual team. And then it was also cool because the visual team kind of works a little bit different than the audio team. Cause like the first, I remember the first call being an individual artist, they were like, okay, so what are we doing exactly? And do it, <laughs> like, what are you doing? And, and maybe I could send this to you. But by the end of the act two, I feel like everybody had a grip on what they were going to present in reference to like collage work. So like cutting out, uh, pictures, and then bringing them onto the computer, then cleaning them up in the computer, and then making the digital collage on the computer. If you
3: haven't seen Jamie's work, do yourself a favor and go check it out. And there's such a chaotically beautiful combination of different mediums and styles from the nine-person design team. Everything from digital motion graphics to real physical watercolor and oil painting all being smashed together to create these one-of-a-kind art pieces.
0: The cool thing about the visual team is something I've never done before when she's like, I'll turn in something and it's a piece of something bigger. So it's almost like the visual team is working just like the audio team is working and you don't really know where your piece of art is going to be at. And then whenever you get it back, it's like it's crazy how our art is going through all these different hands and you would think it, look, it would look crazy, but it's actually insanely uniform. Like I just think um, Peace Node is doing a really good job at like a being Peace Node man. I'm so stoked
4: for you to see these creations. The first time that I saw them, I literally started tearing up immediately. You can tell that there are many hands that touched it, but it has a uniform look and feel to the artwork, like Jamie said. And that's because there's so many amazing artists that are combining their forces, working together, for example. Here's Carrie, another
3: visual team member, talking about his inspiration with the theme of chaos.
2: We think of the world as very uh, is it entropic a word, this the entropy, the the going from states of order into chaos, where we we are constantly trying to battle this kind of decay and, and things of the natural world. But when you go deep, all of this nature, everything came from disorder and chaos and nothingness, as far as we know. Um, So that was kind of the theme of the entire catalog here.
3: And of course, some artists drew inspiration from the lore and Eris. Another designer, Hysteria Equis, talked with music guide Kathleen about this very thing.
5: Yeah, the theme is like, uh, it's the story of the chaos, Eris, and she's the goddess of, and so I let uh, I let be inspired by this. Cool, and I, I, really I, I do that. some research about Aries and uh, chaos, and actually, in in this process too, you to stop to try to control everything in your life and like learn to dance and flow with chaos because you cannot control that. So that's perfect. It's my process. So I will <laughs> talk about that. So <laughs>
3: here's Private Woman sharing some overlaps with the music team.
5: It's so interesting to hear the parallels between the experience on the music teams and the visual team. It's just really cool to be amongst a group of people that you don't really know. And like, I feel like sharing in the creative process is like very vulnerable, and it's cool to get to be vulnerable in this way.
0: Because I just haven't really been knowing where I wanted to go visually recently. So, you know, just having all the support and love from the visual team and the other artists and like even like the musicians like i've had a couple of musicians tell me like oh i hope i hope our song gets your graphic you know what i'm saying like like getting all that love and stuff
4: like that it means a lot It's super cool that there's some parallels in the creative families that are being created in this camp. There's a sense of vulnerability and support permeating across the teams, and turns out that's definitely true with the design team, and as we've uncovered in previous episodes, and if you're a musician yourself, you know it's very true with the music team. This network trust is built upon the idea of compensation and value flow. How we're actually paying each other. Which we've talked about in the previous few episodes. So up next, we're going to do a check-in again into that compensation and value flow aspects of camp.
0: Think too
5: many thoughts taking extra on the drive Got too much to say it's this is, awful, baby, this is my
4: To give you a little peek into our value flow and be transparent with you here's Gradient. Ops galore and build steward explaining the spreadsheet showing overall value allocation after Act Two on our weekly camp wide call.
1: And so, for those of you that haven't had a chance to take a look, we have a sheet called Total Chaos Distribution. And it has all the allocations so far from, you know, Act 1, Act 2, and then at the bottom here, all of it aggregated into one area. You can go through and review this at your own time, so you can see sort of like how tokens are being distributed across camp in here, um, as well as what the average tokens are by a role.
4: So as a reminder, these chaos tokens will represent real money once the NFT sale happens. And we're transparently sharing how each person in camp will be compensated. So if they don't feel like their efforts and energy that they have been putting in camp is fairly valued, then they can speak up about it.
1: All this is doing is just helping you contextualize, like where you're sort of at as, as compared to the rest of the camp. But you can go and look at the details um, individually on, on your own time. So if you haven't seen this, I'll drop this in in the chat um, for you to take a look at.
4: It's tough because a lot of the times the people that are behind the scenes making this whole experience happen, this enjoyable time, are not completely visible. A lot of the work they do can be updating spreadsheets, doing one-on-one check-ins with a small group of people, writing scripts, editing videos only visible to campers. And since the compensation model is based upon the work that we all see each other do, this visibility issue can cause some problems. And luckily, we have a super smart, amazing, muy bueno econ team that thought about this ahead of time, and they created this little thing called holdback. It is essentially 10% of the total token supply is held back to level out any obvious errors that happen with this visibility problem. And during these last two acts, we start to get really into the nitty gritty with how to actually execute the holdback. So here's Russ, who's leading that charge, talking about this with the holdback.
2: So what it's sounding to me right now is like, like the same step one, we do the interviews, mark off people who have uh, like said, Hey, I'm undervalued step two. After we have that list of people, we, we, in a in a group say like is there anyone that maybe we think is undervalued but maybe they were too humble maybe they are getting included in that list as well. and then in a group session like this on Zoom we sit with the spreadsheet, go through, down it line by line and yeah, it's centralized. We're making these decisions um, as as a group, but it's like maybe that's the best we can do.
4: yeah at the end of the day that's all we can do. Some decisions are made very decentralized and some are slightly more centralized but together we're just trying to make a better way y'all
3: and in order to do that all of this the holds back and all of the compensation really is dependent on the primary sale which is dependent on the release of these 21,000 nfts that's really what this next transition is all about moving from act three entropy into act four rebirth where we give birth to this new headless band chaos into the world the music making is coming to an end, and a lot of the visual design work is starting to wrap up. And the dev team is finishing up their things. We are now transitioning into a new mode of creation as a network release mode. And there's a lot of work involved in doing that. Stick around to hear more about Act 4 Rebirth.
0: No, 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 no.
2: heading towards, you know, we built this amazing machine of production and now we are shifting this machine towards telling this story publicly, soaking and saturating Twitter and platforms with this story and rolling this sucker out.
3: You know who that is, Matthew Chaim, our portal opener.
2: So on Tuesday, after everyone submits their songs, we'll have 45 people who are out of a job in the chaos network. Right? Their containers are falling off.
4: So the music and visual teams had specific jobs for the first three acts, and now their individual jobs are basically done. They made beautiful art. They made beautiful music. Still, there's a lot of other work to do.
2: It's really important that we figure out how to create easy ways for members of the song team to latch on to this new orientation of chaos just so that people as many as few people fall through the cracks as possible
4: it's honestly a pretty big challenge and one that we are doing our best with okay here's Fran talking about this as well I don't know that there's a solve for keeping people fully engaged maybe there is but uh we but like knowing that the musicians, we can't plug every single person into another part of camp without it being like kind of a, uh, a lot of extra work for some people.
3: This is what Mark Redito has mentioned several times before, that there is an admin cost. It's a lift to onboard and manage a team of people to complete a task. Still, there is an incentive for people to stay engaged because there is a compensation coordinate cycle left. Based on the work we do, we're going to give each other more tokens, which then, in turn, turns into supercharged NFTs, which then represents real money.
2: Everyone's going to own this project with these supercharged NFTs, um, but some people will own it passively. Others will want to actively maybe keep building it, and, and we can solve for that if there's like some sort of scaffolding for that to happen and incentive mechanics for it to happen.
4: Depending on each person these incentives are going to change a little bit when the release gets closer and closer. really depends how each person engages. And then after release day, when packs are minted and then the money comes in, that feeling and that engagement is likely to change.
1: Just the stakes get raised. Um, I'll, I'll use a very similar example. I think in Electra, and I won't speak for everyone <clears throat> from Electra here, but you know we had this excitement about the project and getting to work on it. And then the auction happened and we saw like a number um to our project and like that made things real i think that's kind of how i'm feeling this week as well where it's like oh people are paying attention like this is not just going out in the ether um and there's some pretty not that it should matter but like there's some pretty big people in web 3 now starting to pay attention um and that makes like the stakes a little bit higher
4: With the release date coming up in the midst of the Web3 world entering a bear market, there is a lot of added pressure on what is the best move forward while ensuring we have the tech we're building in check, the music in check, art in place, campers feeling good and valued, and a date that we feel solid with on all these levels and beyond. And on top of that, for the past few weeks, We've been going ham, if you couldn't tell, on podcasts, interviews, Twitter spaces, etc., i.e. getting the word out about chaos when we are still creating this thing.
3: And we are still building. There are some pretty important items left on the list before we're ready for June 3rd. What should the price be for each pack of music NFTs? After we launch in Web3, should we release the music in traditional Web2 channels like Spotify and if we do that, how will we manage the intellectual property co-owned by 80 different creators? We'll answer these questions and more in our next episode. In the meantime, give us a follow on Twitter at headless underscore chaos for some real time updates.
4: This episode was brought to you by SongCamp, and heiress, goddess of discord and chaos, release party planning parties market blues coordinate gratitude notes heartbeat call energy twitter space marathons and great web3 fun this
3: episode was executive produced and edited by levi downey co-produced co-edited and narrated by Yada blooms and losa production and story help from julie Clack, francis miller young spielberg will Jurgens, rosalie and jack in the way theme music by josh lippie mastered by connor dalton Special thanks to Matthew Chain, portal opener of Songpam, and listeners like you.
0: Woo-woo! Three,
3: two, one. Hey, thanks for listening to the end again. Stick around for the end of next episode's credits, too. We might just be sharing
5: a little alpha about the June 3rd release.